Welcome in to this week's edition of Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining us for this uh, week 15 slate of games as we are in the thick of the fantasy postseason. Maybe some of you are already a little worried. I know I am. My guy, uh, Patrick Mahomes, was a little underwhelming on Thursday night. Still had a decent game, just not quite what we're used to from old Pat. Maybe you played DeAndre Hopkins yesterday. Maybe you uh maybe you had Philip Lindsay in your lineup and you were uh you were let down last night against the Cleveland Browns. Uh so we will try to figure out how we can address those situations and try to uh ho- hopefully get enough guys in your lineup that we can try to get you a win and get you uh advanced to your fantasy Super Bowl this morning. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Brian Johnson of fanball.com. My guy Jay Binkley coming your way from 10 to noon. But uh, let's go ahead and dive into some matchups. The Arizona Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons. David Johnson was a little banged up this week, but he should be good to go. And he should absolutely be a lock in your lineup. Like I, I, I know for as talented of a player as David Johnson is, this has been kind of a disappointing season. Uh but he's been more involved in the offense. Still hasn't been the uh, elite caliber running back that you were hoping you, when you drafted him uh, back in early August, probably. You probably drafted him with a top five pick in your fantasy lineup. And he hasn't really lived up to expectations. Part of that is uh, bad coaching, bad offensive play calling. But he's gotten it together down the back half of the season. And Atlanta, as we know, is just terrible against running backs in virtually every facet of the game. So I think David Johnson absolutely has to be a lock in your lineup today. And I, I, he, he just does it all for that Arizona offense, even though we know the Arizona offense is pretty bad this year. But I do love him this week. And I like Larry Fitzgerald a lot. Uh, he's got a good matchup, running most of his routes in the slot. And the uh, Atlanta cornerback coming out of the slot, who he will be matched up against, is by far the Falcons' weakest cornerback. He's not going to see a lot of Desmond True Font coming out of the slot. And... I'm really I'm good on any other Cardinals offensive weapon. I mean, Ricky Seals Jones has burned us far too many times, and he's not involved in the offense whatsoever anymore. And they don't have another wide receiver that's worth taking a flyer on. And, and you're certainly not considering playing Josh Rosen. <laughs> Devin Coleman and Ito Smith are going to be in play today. Uh, I've got Tevin Coleman. In a couple of leagues, I'm sitting him in one league. I'm playing him in another out of necessity. Uh, Smith's gotten more touches than Coleman recently, so I don't really love either of them because they're so 50-50 split, and either one of them has really been all that productive. Like, Edo Smith has been getting a little bit more work than Tevin Coleman, but neither one of them is really producing right now with any of that work, and I'm a little scared as this is a, a lost season for the Atlanta Falcons. Their defense can't stop anybody, but that, that thankfully that Arizona offense is so bad, this might be an opportunity for them to actually establish the running game today. And Arizona is one of the worst teams in the NFL against opposing running backs. They give up the most carries per game to an opposing backfield, and part of that is because they can't score. Most of the time, they're down, and so teams just run the ball a ton on them. So Coleman and Smith should get a lot of work today. So I think that you can start them, but it's certainly shaky, and you're certainly not confident about it. Uh, Julio Jones. Obviously, in your lineup, he's probably going to see a lot of Patrick Peterson today, but Julio Jones is actually 
uh, done really well against Patrick Peterson in his career. Uh, he, he went for almost 200 yards against him a couple of years ago. That was actually a game where I benched Julio because Julio was on a really tough stretch that season, had been terrible, and I benched him. Then he went off, and I wound up missing the fantasy playoffs because of it. Uh, but he should absolutely be in your lineup today. Calvin Ridley will likely see a lot of former Chiefs cornerback David Amerson today as the uh, Cardinals are suffering a lot of injuries in that secondary, and they went out and signed David Amerson a couple weeks back. Uh, he's probably going to see Calvin Ridley a lot today, and so it's a tough match. It's uh, it's an easier matchup for uh, Calvin Ridley today, but Calvin Ridley has been so inconsistent and so touchdown-dependent this season. Um, I, and Unless you're desperate, I don't want to start Calvin Ridley, but the matchup's there. Like like, like in daily, like I, I'm heavily considering playing Calvin Ridley because I do think he's got an opportunity to get into the end zone today. Uh, I don't want to risk it with Muhammad Sanu, or, uh, and Austin Hooper's going to be on my bench. Cardinals do have a pretty solid pass defense, although they've suffered some injuries, so they haven't been quite as good lately as they were in the middle of the season. Uh, but they've been great against tight ends all year. So, so I'm not really willing to risk it on Austin Hooper, although, I mean, in most season-long leagues, you might not have a better tight end than him. I'm started, I am started David Njoku in multiple leagues because I've been horrible at tight end all year, and he had like 30 yards. And that's basically what you're getting from every tight end at this point unless they get in the end zone. Uh, Matt Ryan should be in your lineup, though. He is going against a good pass defense, but Matt Ryan has been much better at home this season. <laughs> the Detroit Lions at the Buffalo Bills. This is an absolutely disgusting game. Matthew Stafford's been pretty terrible this year. I, I mean, you can't really blame him. I, I think that they have a bad coaching staff. I think they've suffered a ton of injuries on that side of the ball, obviously. They trade away Golden Tate. Marvin Jones went down for the season. Kenny Galladay is basically his only functional wide receiver right now. Oh, and they're, they're down on yet another wide receiver going into this game. I, I just don't uh, – I, I don't think you can start – any Detroit Lion today. Like, like, like Kenny Galladay is going to obviously get all the work, but bu- the Buffalo Bills' pass defense has been exceptional this season, and Tredavious White is becoming a true lockdown corner, and he is going to be on Kenny Galladay all game. So I, I don't think you can trust Kenny Galladay. I don't think you can trust Matthew Stafford today. I think this is just going to be a really, really ugly game. And Karrion Johnson out again. Last week, Zach Zenner led their backfield in yards. Hey, you can't start him. You can't start LeGarrette Blount. I don't want any part of that rushing attack. I am staying away from the Detroit Lions. As far as the Buffalo Bills go, we keep talking up Josh Allen. Josh Allen, one of the most surprisingly most athletic quarterbacks of the NFL. Dude can really scoot. Um, he's been he's actually been pretty fun to watch. Um, but the uh, Lions have actually been incredible against rushing quarterbacks this season. It's kind of it's kind of a weird thing to look at. But so Josh Allen is only fantasy start worthy if he can get the rushing attempts. And the Lions have been stellar at stopping opposing rushing quarterbacks. So I don't like Josh Allen very much. Um, The Lions have given up the fewest rushing yards to the quarterback position in the NFL. Um, And he's just not a very good passer. And if he can't can't run, then he has no fantasy value. Uh, Robert Foster, I guess, is a very deep league dart throw guy who might be worth a flyer because Darius Slay... Hasn't been the lockdown corner that we thought he was going to be this year. He's still a very good player. He's struggled with injuries throughout the season, uh, but but he hasn't been the uh, lockdown guy that we are used to. I don't want any part of the Bills' backfield. Chris Ivory is not expected to play. LaShawn McCoy is a game-time decision, so they might be down 
their two most productive running backs from this season. So so I, I really don't want any part of this game, to be completely honest, unless I am absolutely desperate. And if you're that desperate, you're probably already eliminated from the fantasy postseason. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. I mean, I'm excited about this game because that game in week one was so fantastic. And, and you know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears at home. But that being said, this isn't the same Chicago Bears team. I, I don't love Aaron Rodgers this week, even though he owns the Bears, because they were pretty good against Rodgers in week one. Like, like they, were, they were dominating that game until the fourth quarter when Rodgers on one leg just took over and made some incredible plays to bring them back and win, including a 75-yard touchdown but to Randall Cobb, but that was really like a 12-yard pass that was just a blown coverage that Randall Cobb turned into a 75-yard touchdown. And the Bears are a much different team right now. That was all the way back in week one. The Bears have one of the most stifling defenses in the NFL. They turn it over at a rate that's higher than anybody else. And I know Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions. He just throws it out of bounds these days. I just don't love Aaron Rodgers today, though. I, I think he's going to have a very tough go of it, and he's also going to be missing his starting right tackle um, Devontae Adams is clearly in your lineup, though. Like, like Devontae Adams, there, there's been very few wide receivers this, this season that are as consistent as Devontae Adams. He just seems like a lock for 80 yards and a touchdown every single week. So Devontae Adams should absolutely be in your lineup. I don't know why Dusty Likens hates Devontae Adams so much. Um, as far as Aaron Jones goes, ugh, ugh, this is an ugly one for him. I, I, I. If you're desperate, I, I, you probably don't have another running back who's better than Aaron Jones, so you probably have to start Aaron Jones. But the Bears are one of the best teams in the NFL against opposing rushers, and Aaron Jones, like if he if he does any damage in this game, it's going to be half. It's going to have to be through the air because that's that's one of the few areas that you can try to exploit this Bears defense. But I feel like with them missing a starting offensive lineman, with that Bears pass rush. And what they did to the Bears in week one, I think the Bears are going to come out and try to prove something today. And oh, by the way, the Bears defense has been even better at home than it has been on the road this season. So I, I, I just don't like Aaron Jones today. And outside of Devontae Adams, I don't really want any other part of the Packers passing game. That includes Jimmy Graham. The Bears have been brilliant against tight ends all this year. I do love Tart Cohen. Uh, he is just a focal point of their offense. He's he's been He's been a little up and down down the back half of the season. But I think you still have to deploy him with high expectations today. And I like Jordan Howard. I've got Jordan Howard in a couple of my lineups with my season on the line. And that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But it was Jordan Howard or Tevin Coleman. And I, and I decided to roll with Jordan Howard because Jordan Howard is coming off back-to-back -back strong games. He had a pretty strong game against the Packers in week one as well. So, And, and the Packers just aren't very good against opposing rushers. I, I hope, My hope is that... The Bears can get up in this one and then just try to shut down the Packers offense and they will just feed Jordan Howard. He's got at least 16 carries in back-to-back -back weeks. He had his first 100-yard game of the season last, last week. I actually like Jordan Howard today. I also like Allen Robinson, assuming he's good to go. It's questionable all week, but he was a full participant in practice on Friday. He is expected to play today, and the Packers secondary has been torn apart by injuries. Um... If you're going to take a flyer, I think I'm more willing to take a flyer on Taylor Gabriel than I am Anthony Miller. Uh, Taylor Gabriel had a good game against them in week one, and he's healthy right now, so I think that he's going to get some opportunities. Um, Anthony Miller's just not getting enough work, not enough consistency for me to take a chance on him. And I don't like Trey Burton. Trey Burton has been absolutely brutal. They just aren't looking at him anymore. He's just not a part of the offense right now. He's just not – Mitch Trubisky's just not looking to get him involved. 
Chase Daniel wasn't really getting him involved all that much. So I don't think you can start Trey Burton. Like if you if you can go find somebody, and, and it's probably a guy that I that I have been championing for a while now was Chris Herndon, who already played yesterday, so you can't go pick him up. But Chris Herndon had like five points, and that's basically if you can get five points out of the tight end right now, that you're you're basically happy with that. And Trey Burton's got like back to back games with two or zero points. So I am not confident in Trey Burton whatsoever. <laughs> Oakland Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. This is actually a pretty good game for the Raiders' weapons. I, I, I'm not condoning if, if you made it this far, starting Raiders in your lineup regularly, it's probably because of Jared Cook, who's been an absolute monster over the last month, and the Bengals are horrible against tight ends, so Jared Cook should absolutely be in your lineup. Uh, Jordy Nelson has uh, he's got some life in his old bones right now. He, uh, since coming back from injury, he's been getting a lot of targets over the last couple of weeks, and he's actually producing a little bit. Going against the Bengals' bottom-ranked secondary, Jordy might be worth a flyer. And Doug Martin, I don't... I mean, Doug Martin, I could see him being in play because the Eagles' defense is so bad, and he's going to get the opportunities. He'll have an opportunity to get in the end zone. So if you have Doug Martin and you're absolutely devastated by injuries or you're desperate at running back, I think Doug Martin can be a solid play to at least get you know, the goal line carries because we know if the Raiders get in close, Doug Martin's going to get those looks. So I think he does have an opportunity to get into the end zone. And Derek Carr is a guy that I'm willing to take a chance on in my daily fantasy lineups. I I, I can't imagine that you've been rolling with Derek Carr in your season long lineup and that you're willing to put your, uh, your potential fantasy Super Bowl on the line with Derek Carr. But Derek Carr is a guy I'm definitely starting in multiple daily lineups this week. And I love Joe Mixon in this one. Raiders near the bottom of the league against opposing rushers. Uh, he had a season-high 31 touches last week without A.J. Green. He is the focal point of their offense right now. So I do like Joe Mixon. Oakland's actually been pretty good against running backs for the past two games, but they weren't playing backs as talented as Joe Mixon, and Joe Mixon has put up much better stat lines against much better teams than the Oakland Raiders. Do like Tyler Boyd as well because the Raiders only have one good corner, and he is not a slot corner. So he's not going to be lined up against Boyd very much. So I think Boyd is in for a good matchup today. Uh, John Ross has gotten in the end zone the past couple of weeks, but he's not getting targets. He's getting like two, maybe three targets a game. He's virtually doing nothing with them. He's just getting one catch, and it happens to be for touchdowns. So he is an absolute dart throw, and I'm not really willing to risk much on John Ross. Uh, we had a quick timeout, but when we get back, we'll catch up with my guy Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back in to Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Protein House Eat with the Purpose text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions and I will try to answer those throughout the show. My guy Jay Binkley will be hitting the air at uh, 10 a.m. and taking you all the way up till noon. You got a bunch of guys. Yeah, I do. It's just like my love of wide receivers. Pat Mahomes. I I have like 15 wide receivers that I just love and they're my favorite players in the NFL. I love wide receivers. I love the personalities. Oh, my guy, Devin Funches. Uh, coming up at 3 o'clock today as well, right here on 610 Sports Radio, you can hear the uh, New England Patriots travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Very big matchup, especially in the fantasy world, as well as playoff implications, so make sure you're tuned in to 610 starting at 3 today. But right now, 
We are joined by my guy, Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter at BTXJ. How are we doing this morning, Brian? Pretty good, Stephen. Did I hear you say that Devin Funches was your guy? No, I did not say that. I do not like okay, Devin Funches. <laughs> uh, I hope I'm more of your guy than Devin Funches. I think that's good. <laughs> now, I... Just making sure. All right, yes, good. yes, I am not a Devin Funches guy. I do have an irrational love for wide receivers, but not Devin Funches is not one of them. Oh, who doesn't? Um, the best. <laughs> yes. So, Brian, uh, where I want to start with you this morning, um, if you find yourself in a playoff hole or, like, you know, you had Patrick Mahomes, who was still okay, but not really what we've come to expect from our guy, Pat, who's a little underwhelming. Maybe you had Phil Lindsay, who didn't have a very good matchup last night, or maybe you're going against DeAndre Hopkins, who absolutely went off yesterday. Is it time to do something drastic today to try to make it to your fantasy Super Bowl, or do you, do, or do you stick with the guys that got you there? Uh, well, yeah. If you're in a big hole, you gotta you gotta shoot for the moon and play your boomer bust guys. I wish uh, I wish we could have talked yesterday. I, was, uh, I pounded the, the drum pretty hard for Robbie Anderson. Yeah. For those who uh, may have, may have played Keenan Allen um, Thursday and were in a, a big hole, and uh, maybe faced Damian Williams or uh, Mike Williams. But because uh, yeah, because Anderson had the boomer bust uh, matchup yesterday, he uh, he boomed, which was great. But uh, clearly, you can't play him anymore. But uh, yeah, you've got to go with the guys who they could go belly up or uh, put up a ton of points. A guy like that would be Calvin Ridley today or uh, Dante Pettis, another guy who uh, sort of a tough matchup on paper, but he just went off for two touchdowns against Seattle uh, a few weeks ago. So yeah. you really got to gotta analyze the roster and say, you know, I, I can't afford the safe play. I need to go all in on a guy who you know might go single digits or he might go – 20 plus points it really depends what kind of situation you're in you know it's all, all i can say <laughs> so so if we're going that route like what about a guy like it's somebody that i've avoided at all costs but I, i've had a lot of people on twitter asking me about uh traquan smith in the monday night matchup which looks like a good matchup on paper for against a uh, carolina panthers secondary you can really stretch the field but he has been one of the ultimate boomer bus guys yeah, that's, that's a great example. Uh, the guy I would have mentioned also, uh, Taylor Gabriel for the Bears today, going up against uh, that depleted Green Bay secondary. I think Chicago really wants to go over the kill shot uh, with their oldest rivals as well. Uh, Gabriel's got a nice matchup, you know, he's seven targets and four straight. Yeah, you just gotta, you kind of gotta look at these guys on the own to leagues, and um, you know, you're not gonna play Muhammad Sanu, who's good for five yeah. catches for 50 yards, but that's basically his floor and ceiling. You can't afford to, to roster those guys uh, if you're in a big hole. And then, uh, so looking at that uh, Bears-Packers matchup, uh, if, for the desperate, are we willing to take a flyer on Randall Cobb today? Because he, he did, I mean, his one monster game of the season was week one against this Chicago Bears team. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Uh, I forgot about that. But yeah, he had nine catches for 140 yards and a touchdown in that game. That was uh, propelled by a 75-yard touchdown. Those don't happen all too often. So I don't like a repeat performance of that. But, uh, but yeah, he's a, Devontae Adams is certainly going to draw a lot of attention uh, in that game. Uh, in the first game, Tim Graham was double-teamed. That's why he did nothing uh, against Chicago. So, yeah, if they kind of let Cobb run free in single coverage, he could be another guy um, that could help you out or really hurts you, but those are the risks you need to take. But uh, it's, it's so bizarre saying this, but, yeah, Green Bay is going to be the one chasing points in this game, it seems yeah. like, which is uh, still not, not used to saying that. 
Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been a uh, a little disappointing this season. It's tough for me to say because I do love my guy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we found out uh, earlier this week that Carson Wentz has a fractured vertebrae in his back, is likely done for the rest of the season. So it's going to be Nick Foles rolling forward. So what does that mean we're going to do with our Eagles the rest of the year? Yeah, I'll just focus on today, and it, I don't know. I, you almost don't – Ertz is always a must-play. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Right? Zach Ertz, he's going to play with us. Uh, but, man, when you look at Alshon Jeffrey and Golden Tate, uh, now in the second year that's playing better in the Rams that have a key to lead back. And with Nick Foles, who hasn't played since – uh, week one, week two, something like that. Uh, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> and I don't know how many people with Rams are going to be advancing today. But uh, they certainly, speaking of chasing points, uh, chasing points against the Rams today. So I still think you can start Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate with somewhat confidence. But Josh Adams in that running game, I'm, I'm very worried about. But uh, it's really, it's really Ertz or uh, Ertz is the only safe play I'm really moving forward. There's always other options to explore with that team. Yeah, and Ertz is the one guy who, even when Nick Foles starting early in the year, uh, didn't really see much of a drop off in his numbers. So he, we, we know that Zach Ertz is the safe play there, and I'm, I'm scared about that Eagles running game as well. Uh, another running back that I'm, uh, or two running backs that I'm scared of: Atlanta Falcons, Tevin Coleman or Edo Smith. They're, they're Edo Smith's been eaten into Tevin Coleman's work. Neither one of them's been very productive, but they do have a very good matchup today. Very good matchup might be an understatement. Uh, the Cardinals allowing 33 touches per game and nearly 170 combo yards for him to oppose a nine back. So they're on paper. There should be enough for both of these uh, guys to produce. And you said it. It's, uh, Edo Smith has been out-touching Kevin Coleman over the last couple of weeks, and Coleman has just looked awful. But yeah. if, if both of these guys, if one or if not both, can get something, not get something done today, then uh, you can't touch these running backs moving forward. But, uh I unfortunately chose to go Lamar Miller over Kevin Coleman in one week at the last minute yesterday. And, well, I still might be okay because uh, Lamar Miller might finish with more yards than Kevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman might not top Lamar. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going Edo over Kevin if I have to pick one, but they both should see double-digit touches in a, a, a prime matchup, without a doubt. And then, uh, of course, we are all... If you made it this far with Derrick Henry, we are all point-chasing on Derrick Henry, but... Uh, uh, how how much confidence do we have in, in rolling him out there today? I don't personally have any Derrick Henry shares, but uh, I I think he's going to run it back. Uh, not for touchdown, run it back. But he's going to have another good game, I think. And it, these Tennessee players always seem to have monster closes to seasons dating back to like Drew Bennett and Billy Bullock. But uh, the Giants without Snack Harrison, uh, their run game or run defense has gone down the toilet, and especially with Landon Collins on IR, those are the two run stoppers on that defense. So teams are running right through them. So uh, Henry is also a great sort of contrarian play in DFS because most people are going to, you know, shy away saying that was you know an anomaly, that was a fluke, it's not happening again. But uh, I, I would definitely start him with confidence in this matchup because I think they're going to try and keep eating the ball while he's hot like this. And. Uh... One more running back that I wanted to ask you about, Brian, was uh, Gus Edwards for the Baltimore Ravens. We know with Lamar Jackson, they've got a monster rushing attack, uh, but Gus Edwards hasn't been as productive the last couple of weeks, and Kenneth Dixon is really eating into his workload. So are we taking a shot on Kenneth Dixon today over Gus Edwards? Um, in PPR, yes. And then um, Sanders, it, it's, it's a coin flip. I think you're still going to get a uh, – Edwards uh, near the goal line, I would have to imagine. So, 
you know, I mean, PPR, without a doubt, it's, uh, it's fixing, but in, in standard leagues where you don't get awarded for catches, I would have to still, you know, fix him slightly. Um, in a good matchup, uh, you get a better chance to the goal line work. And tell the people how they can win some money on fanball.com today. <laughs> well, we got the uh, taking the charts again. It's up to $12,000 uh, prize pool this week. And the, uh, the four-play bonus, which is if you have the top-scoring quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end in the same lineup, you uh, will win an additional $2,500. Uh, that bonus has gone up the last three weeks because no one's hit it, but they've come close. Last week, it was three Cowboys. Thanks for that overtime game. It was back to seek. And Cooper, and then George Kittle is a high-scoring tight end. No one hit that. So uh, I'm looking at the lobby right now. It's about half full, so you got 10 chances to uh, take down the $2,500 top prize and then win the $2,500 four-play bonus. So please go to fanball.com and do that, especially if you're eliminated. What else are you going to do today? Yes, absolutely. Head over there right now, fanball.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at BTXJ. Thank you very much, Brian, and good luck today. Thank you, Stephen. You as well. Brian Johnson of Fanball.com. Coming up next, we will get back into some matchups. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday. Tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Better see you there. Therese Paler Show is live at the Landing in Liberty. Oh, you're going to be there too? Round the show, Hughley. Josh Vernier. Therese Paler. Nothing but football for an entire hour at the Landing tomorrow night at 6 in Liberty. I may just be there. I've gone to a lot of those today. I generally only go to the ones that are convenient for me. Uh, Liberty is not really all that convenient for me, but uh, I'm heavily considering going, especially because I don't want to watch Monday night football tomorrow night because my my main, my main league, I am going up against Michael Thomas and the Saints kicker, but I will be done after tonight's game, the uh, Rams and the Eagles, and so I will just be waiting to see what happens, to, to see if my fantasy fate is sealed for the season or if I continue to move on. And I am uh, very stressed out about it. Oh, I've got Kamara and McCaffrey going Monday night. I'm, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> fantasy football horny for it. <laughs> but uh, we still got a ton of matchups to get through, so let's get to it. The Dallas Cowboys at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts secondary has been very good this season, despite having a uh, bunch of guys you've never heard of outside of uh, safety. Malik Hooker was a fantastic young player. Only one quarterback has gone over 300 passing yards against the Colts in the last eight. And the Colts are incredible against rushing quarterbacks. So I don't uh, I don't like Dak very much today, although he's been he's been spectacular lately with Amari Cooper. Um, I think that the Colts just need this one a little bit more than the Dallas Cowboys do because the Colts still have to win the rest of their games to potentially make the postseason to have a shot at it. They lose another one, and they're all but out of the postseason race. I think that Andrew Luck will be able to get it done today. I think Andrew Luck is much better at home, 
And the Colts' defense is just sneaky good. I, so, I, so I really don't like Dak Prescott all that much today. And, uh, I mean, you're not going to bench Zeke, although the Colts have been very good against opposing running backs. And, and, and you're not and you're not going to bench Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper's just been incredible since going over the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, he's been the number one scoring wide receiver in fantasy football over the last three weeks. So you got to roll with those guys, and you got to hope that they figure it out. But that Colts' defense is sneaky good. And I do like the Colts a lot, despite a tough matchup on paper. I, I told you I just think the Colts need this one a little bit more than the Cowboys do. Luck is a clear lock. He's been spectacular at home all season long. T.Y. is a legitimate game-time decision. Now, now, okay, so I will say this. If T.Y. Hilton, for whatever reason, does not go in this game, then, yes, I am tempering expectations for the Indianapolis Colts. If T.Y. Hilton can somehow go, though, I, I, I like what they will be able to do. T.Y. has been fantastic when he's been healthy lately, when he's actually played. Uh, he's getting a ton of targets from Andrew Luck. He's been able to stretch the field. He's had a huge impact. So T.Y. Hilton, if he does play, he should absolutely be in your lineup. And, I, I mean, outside of that, I'm not really willing to take another uh, another flyer on any other Colts pass catcher, but Eric Ebron should obviously be in your, be in your lineup because he's been, he's been stellar all season long. And the Cowboys' stout defense does have a weakness against tight ends. They haven't been quite as special against the tight end position, but they've been fantastic against opposing wide receivers all year. Um, and as far as the Colts' running backs go, I mean, Marlon Mack has been bad. Hines has been bad over the last three weeks. They, they, they've both been terrible, and their running game hasn't been able to get anything going. But I will say this, the Colts do get their starting center back today. And uh, in the games that he's played this season, Marlon Mack has averaged almost five yards per carry. In the games that he hasn't played this season, Marlon Mack is averaging under four yards per carry. So if you believe in that and it makes a drastic impact, then you're, you're going to take a shot at Mack. I guess I just told somebody on the text line, who texted in and asked me if they should play Aaron Jones, uh, Marlon Mack, or Tevin Coleman. I mean, Tevin Coleman's got the best matchup, so I think I'd go Tevin Coleman, but I would lean Marlon Mack over Aaron Jones uh, uh, just because I do think that, that getting that offensive lineman back will make a significant enough impact to at least hopefully get Marlon Mack into the end zone. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins at the Minnesota Vikings. Really like this matchup for the Vikings with their new offensive coordinator. I think they have too much talent, and they have to bounce back. Uh, Miami's going to be without uh, cornerback Xavier Howard, who is a very special player. So I love Adam Thielen. I love Stephon Diggs because he's not going to see Howard. And uh, so so I think both of those guys obviously are in your lineup. I think Kirk Cousins will get back to business this week. And the Dolphins are good against the pass early in the year, but they've come back down to earth over the last two months. Uh, so I love the Vikings wide receivers today. Curious to see how they utilize Dalvin Cook with their new offensive coordinator. Uh, he, I, I do think that he will catch more work. I, I think when you when you uh, when you have a coaching change that late in the season, I think these guys tend to lean on the run a little bit more in these situations to get the pass going. They like to run the football and try to utilize a play action passing game to get some stuff opened up downfield. That's a little bit more of a safer route than just coming out slinging the football all over the field. So I think we'll see a little bit of that today. And the Dolphins have been pretty brutal against running backs all season. So I do like Dalvin Cook a lot today. I think he's going to see a lot more work. Hopefully. I hope so. Uh, I don't own any Dalvin Cook shares, but I do think he is a very special player. So I think he will see some work today. And the Dolphins have given up the most tight end scores this season. So uh, despite my personal hatred for Kyle Rudolph, you can actually give him a look in your lineup today, although I still think he's a garbage player. I'm not playing a single Dolphin against the absolutely elite Vikings passing defense. Everyone should be on your bench. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they get shut out in this one. 
Like, you might want to get cute and take a shot at Kenny Stills, but he's going to be seeing Xavier Rhodes pretty much the entire day. And I don't want any part of the Miami Dolphins running game. So for the guy on the text line that just asked me about Frank Gore, no, don't put Frank Gore in your lineup. <laughs> but Protein House Eat with a Purpose text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions, please. Titans at the Giants. No Odell again this week. Uh, that certainly doesn't help Sterling Shepard, who's been absolutely brutal this year. I trashed him last week. He did wind up with a touchdown catch, but he only had two catches for 17 yards. One of them just happened to be for, for a uh, touchdown. That was a It was like a two-yard touchdown catch. Uh, he hasn't had more than 37 receiving yards since week seven. It's week 15. Evan Ingram did get more looks without Odell last week, so I, so I do think that you can try Evan Ingram out in your lineups today. Uh, if, if you've just had him on your bench all year because he was hurt and then he never really looked healthy and he's been absolutely brutal this season and he was a guy that we had really high expectations for, uh, he, he seems to be the guy who's getting more volume with no Odell. So I do actually like Evan Ingram today. Clearly, you're starting Saquon Barkley. I don't need to spend any time on him, but I'm not playing anybody else in this game. Titans are top five in passing yards and touchdowns, so it's a brutal matchup for Eli, and they're playing with a bunch of second and third string guys. Uh, and and I, I'm right there with Brian Johnson on the uh, Tennessee Titans' Derrick Henry. Uh, he's going to convince everyone to chase the points this week, and, and I, I don't really blame you after that ridiculous outing. I mean, that, that outing alone probably ended a lot of people's seasons last year if you happen to, or last week if you happen to be playing against Derrick Henry. I mean, good, good for most leagues that the owner of Derrick Henry didn't make it to the postseason a lot, but I did see some leagues where Derrick Henry was still active. Giants have been terrible against the run lately, and it's not like they've been playing elite running backs. They've been bad against very subpar athletes, um, but and it's been pretty bad. But for some reason, Derrick Henry, as Brian Johnson mentioned, and as I was doing research last night, Derrick Henry just seems to be better late in the season. Like every year of his NFL career, he's been most productive in December and January. Like he he just he just likes the cold or something. I don't I don't know, which is weird because he played at Alabama. But that 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 just seems to be the case with Derrick Henry. So I think he is still a matchup dependent player, but this is a very good matchup for him. So I am absolutely playing Derrick Henry today. Um I don't want any part of the uh Titans pass catchers though uh I, i'm just not willing to start them they don't have john new smith he's going to ir so they've got a they got a tight end that nobody's ever heard of and Corey davis is their only only wide receiver who's worth taking a look at but even at that giants pass defense is pretty solid has been all year i'm not willing to take a risk on any of them and that includes marcus Mariota as well <laughs> the washington r's at the jacksonville jaguars I don't necessarily hate TJ Yeldon this week. I mean, obviously, Leonard Fournette is in your lineup, and Leonard Fournette's got an opportunity to get 25 to 30 touches today because we know that Cody Kessler can't throw the football downfield. He just Cody Kessler just flat out doesn't throw more than 10 yards. Like, like, like just refuses to do it. Like, he may throw one pass over 10 yards today, and it'll be for, like, 17 yards, and it'll be an incompletion, or it'll be a throwaway out of bounds. Like, that. that's just what the Jags are now. That's just what they do. So it really hurts every offensive weapon, but that does potentially mean a lot of dump offs. So I think I think Leonard Fournette gets a ton of work today. So he's a clear cut premium starter. But TJ Yeldon, I think, is going to get a lot of dump offs as well out of the backfield. So I think TJ Yeldon's actually got a chance to do a little bit of damage today. DD Westbrook had a pretty good game last week. He had like 80 yards and a touchdown. But that, again, was because Cody Kessler just doesn't throw the ball downfield. D.D. Westbrook coming out of the slot was just getting a lot of short underneath stuff. 
He was able to get in the end zone, so he turned it into a pretty good game. So D.D. Westbrook is an absolute dart throw, but I'm not willing to risk my season on any Jacksonville pass catcher. Leonard Fournette should absolutely be in your lineup above everybody else, and it's kind of a stretch to uh, put anyone else in there right now. And for Washington, I guess Adrian Peterson can be in your lineup. I mean, he can run a little on the Jags' defense, but outside of that 90-yard touchdown he had a couple of weeks ago, he's barely averaging two yards per carry the last two games. And I'm not starting anyone else. Their starting quarterback is Josh Johnson today. No Jordan Reed. Uh, If you're absolutely desperate, maybe Vernon Davis gets some more looks at the tight end position. But, man, I, I I would find it really tough to pick up Vernon Davis and start him with a potential birth to my fantasy championship on the line. Uh, We need a quick timeout, but when we get back, we'll try to finish up some matchups and we will go through some sleepers, streamers, and busts. Fanball's Fantasy Football Sunday, 610 Sports Radio. Protein House here with the purpose text line 69306. Send me your lineup questions and I will try to answer those before I get out of here today. Um, I ramble too much, and we still have a bunch of games to get through. So uh, let's go ahead and get back into the matchups, and then I will try to give you uh, my sleeper streamers and bus. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Baltimore Ravens. I kind of feel like I should have started Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes this week. The Bucs are bad against rushing quarterbacks, and we know what Lamar does with his legs. I love his potential today. I am starting him in a couple more of my minor leagues. Um... If they really split time or put in Joe Flacco, who's supposed to be available this week, I will be absolutely furious. I don't really see a scenario where that happens unless Lamar Jackson re-aggravates his ankle injury that he had against the Chiefs last week. Um, I I just don't see them inserting Joe Flacco in because they've completely changed their offense for Lamar Jackson. They are a run-first team now. Big Ken Dixon deserves a look this week as, uh, as Gus Edwards has really slowed down over the last couple of weeks. And Dixon, I think, is just a more talented player who can do more. He can he can catch out of the backfield. I think he's a good runner. I think Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon's going to get more work today. I think Gus Edwards still gets enough carries to be a viable starter because uh, prob- you probably don't have many guys that are going to get more, much more volume than him that you can insert into your lineups. But the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers give up 5.7 yards per carry over the last two months, so... Uh, I'm uh, so so. I am going to play Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon, but I like Kenneth Dixon's upside a little bit more. Absolutely love Lamar Jackson, as I mentioned. Uh, I'm not taking a risk on any Ravens wide receiver though, because they're just they're just not viable options. They're, they're not they're not worth they're not risk worthy starters with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. Jameis Winston. It's been very good since coming back, uh, but they do have a brutal matchup against an elite Ravens secondary, and they need to uh, they need to win to stay in the playoff hunt. The Ravens, of course. Uh, so I I don't like Jameis Winston today. This does feel like a bad Jameis game where he's going to turn the football over like four times. The Ravens haven't given up a wide receiver touchdown in a month, and I'm actually benching Mike Evans in a couple of my leagues because I'm scared to put my season on the line. They haven't played a ton of elite pass defenses this season, Tampa Bay, that is, and so Mike Evans hasn't gone against a secondary that's quite as physical that punches you in the face quite the way the uh, Baltimore Ravens do. So I'm not really willing to uh, risk my season on Mike Evans and hope that him and Jameis Winston can figure it out because this feels like a tough tough game for them. It feels like a game where they're just going to get punched in the face early and never be able to recover. 
Uh, Cameron Brait has scored three touchdowns in four games with the Winston, though. Uh, and the, the one area where you can kind of exploit this Ravens secondary, we saw it last week with Travis Kelsey, is the tight end position. So I do like Cameron Brait today, but I don't like any other pass catcher for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. I do kind of like Nick Mullins this week. He's actually been really good in his five starts. Seattle did shut down the Vikings last week, but that's the anomaly for them this season. Like, the Vikings were just that bad. Uh, they're also banged up in the secondary. George Kittle is obviously incredible, so he should be in your lineup. I don't need to tell you much about him. Marquise Goodwin's questionable, but he is expected to go. Uh, he's just not getting enough work with Nick Mullins under center. Uh, so, so I'm not willing to put in Marquise Goodwin, who's been a huge letdown this season, but I, I, I could have told you that. Like, like Marquise Goodwin... Is, is a nice player, but he's not someone that I was drafting with very high expectations like a lot of other people were this season. Um, if you did add Dante Pettis, good for you because I do like Dante Pettis a lot. He's clearly been Nick Mullen's favorite target. Uh, as Brian Johnson told you, he scored two touchdowns against the Seahawks a couple of weeks ago. So I like Dante Pettis a lot today. And if Dante Pettis is available on your waiver wire, I would go add him right now and I would play him today. Because I think I think that this is this is a divisional matchup. These are two teams that see each other a lot. And I think that Dante Pettis is the best wide receiver the 49ers have right now. Uh, Matt Breida was limited all week, but based on what's happened with him this year, he's going to play. He is kind of risky because he could just get injured again. So I don't really love Matt Breida, but I think that if Matt Breida plays and he gets a full workload, you have to have him in your lineup because he's just been that productive when he's been healthy. And Jeff Wilson... Uh, I, I think that if Brita goes, Wilson cannot be in your lineup. Uh, but it, it, it's just tough because if Brita re-aggravates that injury, then Jeff Wilson's going to get the work. And Jeff Wilson's been pretty productive, as any running back in Kyle Shanahan's offense will be. But I, I think Brita is clearly the guy that you have to go with if he gets the start. Uh, Russell Wilson should clearly be in your lineup. All but four quarterbacks have thrown for multiple touchdowns against the Niners. Uh, Lockett is a clear lock. He's been Russ's top target all season. And uh, Doug Baldwin, he Doug Baldwin was questionable, but it sounds like he is going to be available today. But I, I don't really want to play Doug Baldwin. Uh, he, he's just been so inconsistent this season. I'm not really willing to put my season on the line for Big Doug. Uh, so so I, I, I just don't want anything to do with him. But I do, and I don't want any other Seahawks wide receivers, but I do like Chris Carson. Uh, no Rashad Penny in this one, so Carson should get an absolute full workload against a 49ers team that you can run on a little bit. <laughs> the Patriots at the Pittsburgh Steelers. As I told you, you can hear that right here on 610 Sports Radio starting at 3 o'clock today. And I am sports horny for this one. Load it up. Love Brady, Gronk, Gordon, Edelman. Steelers defense has actually been much better since the beginning of the season, but they are uh, more middle of the pack during their three-game losing streak. James White has a very tough matchup despite his uh, rock-solid consistency over the season. And the Steelers have been fantastic against opposing pass-catching backs this season. So I think James White is in for a very tough game, but I still like Sony Michelle. I feel like people are down on Sony Michelle because James Devlin has been vulturing touchdowns from him. But Sony Michelle has still been getting a ton of work. Like He's still getting all of the rushes for the New England Patriots. I think it's only a matter of time until he really breaks out again. And I think it can be today. The Steelers have been pretty good against the run this year. But I like Michelle a lot, and I think that they are going to game plan for him to try to keep Pittsburgh off the field. So I think he's going to get a ton of work today. Obviously, for the Steelers, you're going to start Ben. You're going to start Juju. You're going to start A.B. all in your lineup. Pats have given up seven touchdowns to tight ends this year, so I kind of like Vance McDonald. 
Uh, James Conner is going to be out today, so Jalen Samuels is back in your lineup in all likelihood. Uh, he wasn't super productive. He was kind of underwhelming last week, but I think that in all likelihood, you probably don't have another guy who's going to get more opportunities than him, especially if, and hey, if you're in a Yahoo, Yahoo League, you can still put him in as your tight end. So I am putting Jalen Samuels in multiple lineups today. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles at the Los Angeles Rams. Ah, got a little choked up there just thinking about Josh Adams. Had all these high expectations for Josh Adams. Then the Eagles just keep getting injured. Now Carson Wentz is probably out for the season. <sighs> I love you, Carson. I think I'm staying away from the Eagles, though. Outside of Zach Ertz. I, I, I'm kind of right there with Brian Johnson. Uh, he just, Zach Ertz is just solid. Um, and Nick Foles, I mean, Nick Foles was pretty bad earlier on this season when he got two starts to begin the year. Um, the Rams secondary has actually been really good over the last couple of weeks with Aqib Tlaib back in the lineup. So I kind of, so, so I don't want to start any Eagles pass catcher. They've just been too inconsistent. I don't trust Golden Tate. I don't trust Alshon Jeffrey. I don't trust Nelson Aguilar. Obviously, Zach Ertz has to be in your lineup because Foles or, or Foles or Wentz, like he didn't suffer any type of production drop off with either of those guys in. And Nick Foles is going to look his way a ton because he's he is a safety valve kind of guy. And I kind of like Josh Adams because the Rams are giving up the most rushing yards per carry in the NFL this season. Part of the problem is teams just can't run against them because, we, as we know, we saw the Chicago Bears shut them down uh, last week. So I do think the Rams are ready to go off today. They're back at home. I think they're going to pass all over that terrible Eagles secondary. So I just don't see a situation where Josh Adams is going to get a ton of work today because I feel like they're going to be playing from behind and like they're going to have to throw the ball an absolute ton today. So that does mean that Darren Sproles can be in your lineup. I, I think that Darren Sproles is going to get a ton of work today. I think he's going to have an opportunity to really go off for that Eagles offense. Todd's going to have a bounce back game today. Despite a tough matchup against a pretty solid run defense, Todd will step up today after he has actually hasn't been that great over the last month or so. So so Todd Gurley is going to be in your lineup, obviously. You're not just going to bench Todd Gurley. You expect him to bounce back, and I absolutely think he will. Uh, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Josh Reynolds, I think you can start all of them this week. All of them. The Eagles secondary is absolutely decimated by injuries. I, I, I like every single one of those guys today. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Saints are the best run defense in the NFL, so that's a uh, pretty tough draw for Christian McCaffrey. But he will get the work in the passing game, so Christian McCaffrey is still in your lineup. Why are you such a hater on my guy? <laughs> I don't hate him. The I say he has 100 yards on both Saints sides. The Saints are the best run defense in the NFL. Oh, stop The it. Saints shut down Todd Gurley stop. a month ago. He had 100 yards every week. Stud. Oh, and they, he hasn't played the Saints yet this season. They play again. They play this week, then they play again in week 17. So we don't have we don't have a uh, baseline for what Christian McCaffrey can do against the Saints this season, whose run defense has been absolutely spectacular. Obviously, you're playing Christian McCaffrey. I'm not saying you should bench him under any circumstance because I still think he will do damage in the passing game. Uh, Cam's still going to get the start as well. He's a lock for at least two touchdowns this year. Uh, he's not running as much, but it's a divisional matchup, so I think there's going to be some points in this one. And DJ Moore's been solid lately. Saints secondary still isn't very good, and they're giving up the uh, most points to the position. Curtis Samuel might be worth the flyer. He's got 19 targets the last two weeks, and he's got the uh, best matchup of any wide receiver against an opposing Saints cornerback. 
Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, all locks. Ingram does scare me, though, because he doesn't get enough work unless they are up big, unless they're in a blowout scenario, does he get a ton of carries. And the Panthers are very good against straight power rushers this season. So, And, and, that, and that's really all he is right now. So I'm actually benching Mark Ingram in multiple leagues. And I can't risk another Saints wide receiver unless it's desperation time on Monday night. Like I told you, Traquan Smith is an absolute desperation heave for for if you're, if you're down a lot because he because you can you can beat this Panthers secondary deep, but I still don't love it and I'm still scared by it because he could just as easily have a zero as he could have 20 points. So so I mean, unless you're absolutely desperate and you got to have those boomer bust guys, I'm not starting another Saints wide receiver in this game. Uh, we got just about a minute left, so let's get to my uh, sleeper. I told you earlier I don't want any part of the uh, Washington passing game today, but if you're absolutely desperate, I guess Vernon Davis, he's old. They're on their four-string quarterback in Josh Johnson, but Josh Johnson did have two touchdowns last week when he replaced Mark Sanchez. Jordan Reed is done is in all likelihood done for the year, and the tight end position sucks, as we know. And I told you David Njoku really let me down one last time yesterday. Uh, so I heavily considered adding Davis and starting him. I didn't. I think I'm going to regret that, and I do kind of like him today. So I'm willing to give Vernon Davis a shot if you're absolutely desperate. Uh, my streamer, Derrick Henry, told you Derrick Henry's got to be locked in the lineups today. I don't think it's chasing. Uh, for some reason, the best games of his career have come in December and January. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what it is about running in the cold, but Derrick Henry apparently loves it. And I think Derrick is in for another big one. Giants have been absolutely terrible against the run over the last month and a half. He's still a matchup dependent running back, but I like this matchup. And my boss, I love you, Aaron. I'm sorry, but he wasn't especially impressive against a bad defense last week. And the Bears want this game really bad. If you remember all the way back to week one, the Bears were dominating the game. They hobbled Aaron Rodgers, which might still be impacting him. Rodgers was contained aside from the incredible fourth quarter comeback. And he got a 75-yard touchdown from Randall Cobb that came off like a 12-yard pass. And he turned it into a 75-yard touchdown to win the game. So I don't love Aaron Rodgers today. I think the Bears are going to be all over him. And I'm also really, really scared of Jameis Winston going against that tough, tough Baltimore Ravens defense. Uh, thank you guys so much. Hopefully... I help you advance to your fantasy football championship, and we will talk to you guys next week. Jay Binkley coming up next. The station for Chiefs news, reviews, reviews and interviews. Our team, our town, 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City, a radio.com station.